we can do an awkward intro. Yeah. Awkward. Uh, I'm going to make this real Pee-pee awkward. Poo-poo. <laughs> I'm going to make Caca it even more duty. awkward by, uh, let's see. There you go. To the chat. Reason I was running late. <laughs> if it's coming yep. on. Oop. Okay. Gotcha. Very awkward. I don't feel awkward. Yep. Good. Just, uh, whoop. Trying I'm, to get me in trouble when I open up my Facebooks. Get it. Yep. yep. I, yeah, I'm just a, a naturally awkward person. So that's fair. Good. Uh, speaking of awkward things, hey, apparently we're getting deep into the reads on some uh, live action adaptations of some films we've talked about on this show. Ooh. Some animated um, films? Some animated yeah. films. Uh, first off, uh, we're, uh, we're getting a live action adaptation of how to train your dragon. I'm sorry. What? Hmm. Yes. We are getting a live action adaptation of how to train your dragon. (laughs) Jonathan looks skeptical. I am also skeptical. I want to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not because I think it should exist, but if it's going to exist, I want to see it. Right. Because there hasn't been a bad how to train your dragon. And I mean, there is a great potential for there still not being a how bad how to train your dragon because Dean DeBlois, who was one of the co-directors of how to train your dragon will be directing the live action adaptation. Getting Roger Deakins for the cinematography. They I <laughs> fucking hope so. <laughs> I mean, you got to go him or Hoyt von Hoytema because who, who else you're going to get? So yeah. are they like, was this just something recently greenlit or are they, do we know if it's already in production? Or? It's it's pretty much just been greenlit it's okay. been, and announced. Uh, so details are few, except that it's happening and Dean DeBlois is going to be directing it. Cool. Now I know there's a, like a stage version, um, so I, I wonder want if, to see that too. <laughs> I wonder if that's kind of given some life to this. I don't know who's involved with the stage version, or I don't know. It's the first time I'm hearing of it. Uh, yeah, I saw I, some clips a friend shared <laughs> a while back. Please share those to the group. Um, I will. Uh, I know there's a stage version of Spirited Away, and mm. it's going to be touring yeah. America this year. Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested in that if it comes close enough. The thing yeah. is, Jay. Bearshell? Is that it? Bar- Jay, Jay Bearshell. Yep. Jay Bearshell. I think is one of those guys that perpetually looks 16. Yeah. So he, m- I, I well, really hope they keep him as Hiccup. But well, I mean, in, in canon right now, I know we haven't gotten this far in the show so far, but in canon right now, he, he and Astrid are married and they have children. That's so true. Yeah. He could just be adult Hiccup. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, yeah. What if it's just how to train your dragon for? I don't think it will be, but yeah. <laughs> that could be interesting. Mm. Also, also, I'd like to see America Ferreira in a blonde wig. That yeah. shit would make my <laughs> life. <laughs> mm. You said you have another title? Okay, so speaking of Dean DeBlois, uh, him and his co-director, uh, we'll switch over to his co-director of uh, How to Train Your Dragon, Chris Sanders, uh, because the Lilo and Stitch live-action remake has just cast Zach Galifianakis. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and this was announced today. 
in the role of Stitch? <laughs> what? I well, first off, I did not even know that they were making a live action Lilo and Stitch. It's going straight to Disney Plus. Huh. Sure. Um, no, he's. I I know who I wanted to play. The uh, ice cream uh, guy. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this being a thing, but okay. Well, I'll give you I'll give you a couple things here. First off, I want Zach Galifianakis if he's going to be in it to play Jumba. Yeah, the Jumba. David Ogden Styers has passed. Yeah, we need a Jumba. Uh, We can get even, and if you know we're going to do three D animated. Live act, quote unquote, live action versions of him and Pleakley. We can keep Kevin McDonald. I was about to say, you have to have Kevin McDonald, please be Pleakley. And and, and Tia Carrera as uh, Nani, because I mean, I I want Tia Carrera in the movie. Uh, She may be a bit too old for Nani, though. uh, Nani's supposed to be like 19 or 20. Yeah. So, yeah. And Tia Carrera, still gorgeous woman. His not looking as young as she once did. Yeah. At least young enough to play a 19 year old. Right. So, uh, I want her in the movie though. I would, I would love Tia Carrera to be in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you can also put Jason Scott Lee in the movie. Cause if you're not watching Doogie Kemi Aloha on Disney plus that dude is still hot as fuck. <laughs> anyway, so, Bing Rames uh, should still be alive, isn't he? I feel like he died, but I no, no. Bing Rames is like Michael Clark Duncan is who you're probably thinking. No, no, I knew Michael Clark Duncan. I'm not okay thinking of large black men that are look look the same and sound the same. No, that's not me. That's fair. I just honestly thought Bing Rames died. No, Bing Rames is still very much alive. Okay, probably the the other guy that pl- played Kuj- uh, Kojak, uh, Cobra Bubbles, Cobra Bubbles, maybe Kojak. Uh, God, I forgot he played Kojak. That's so funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, this movie is going to be directed by Dean Fleischer Camp, who is the director of, uh, the current best animated feature nominee, Marcel Lachelle with shoes on. Nice. So, uh, I know they're divorced now, but we could also get Jenny Slate in this movie. I want Jenny Slate in all my movies. That's fair. That's fair. But, Those are just a couple pieces of uh, news I thought we'd cover. Thank you. Especially being the big Chris Sanders fan that I am. Yeah. I I just don't like... I I have... I don't think there's been a live-action animated movie, like remake, that I think has been necessary. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, I like the Dumbo remake-slash-sequel that sure. Tim Burton did. Uh, that might just mean me being all, hey man, I love Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton, Tim Burton working on things together. So let's do sure. more of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Could just be me. Yeah. I just, right. I just like, cause I know very much, I know you, Paul, specifically subscribe to the let's remake everything. Yeah. Uh, but it just, make it its own thing has always been my thing as well. And that's, that's why I like the Dumbo one a lot. Like it, like the first act is kind of the movie Dumbo minus like they took out all the racism. And then the last, like the second and third act are completely different thing. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I might have to watch that one, but it, it's about a circus. And yeah. hey, I'm not going to oversell you on it. I know a lot of people who hate it. I think it's good. Mm. I don't think it's great, but I've watched it a couple of times, and each time I've watched it, I've enjoyed myself. Fair enough. And 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 I still haven't seen Aladdin. Uh, really, the last one that I saw was The Lion King, and I think that's why I stopped, because The Lion King yeah. was the most, like, almost frame for frame. Yeah. Where I was just like, I don't know why we have this. Yeah. I wonder, like... Because I don't know anybody else that's been like smash critical, at least smash of a live action remake, but there's certainly been popular ones that, you know, the Lion King is what currently the highest grossing animated film of all time, which took over a spot from something. Yeah. That. Yeah. Maybe discussing. Indeed. Uh, Well, but anyway, yeah, I, I I don't think any of them are necessary, but if we're going to keep getting them, let's, Let's keep yeah. seeing what people are going to be churning out. Yeah. Cause, I mean, yeah. listen, I'm going to watch The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. We, like, yeah. we know that shit's happening. So. I'm, I'm kind of excited about Little Mermaid. Call me cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really hope we get a penis spire in that cover. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Priest with a boner. <laughs> oh, God. You guys want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan pierce and i'm zach mccoy you know we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscar worsty podcast a show we discuss oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong what film are we watching this week zach this week we're watching frozen the movie that taught everyone how to let it go while burning up the box office hey this is everybody's first time seeing frozen no 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 does anybody remember the first time they saw frozen theaters i didn't see it in theaters but i saw it shortly after it came out on dvd and teaser i hated it see how i feel now i saw this in a movie theater by myself and um had to sit really close to the screen because I was not prepared for how sold out this movie was going to be when I went and saw it. That's me. Yeah. All, right. All right. So let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Frozen wins best animated feature, giving Chris Buck, Jennifer Lee, and Peter Del Vecco Academy Awards. It beats The Croods. Despicable Me 2, Ernest and Celestine, and The Wind Rises. Mm-hmm. Outside of the category, the only nominations animated films pick up are two in the Best Original Song category. Uh, one, Frozen, getting uh, receiving the Best Original Song. Four, Let It Go, giving Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez Academy Awards. Also making Robert Lopez an EGOT winner. I remember that because I used to work with a guy named Robert Lopez and I congratulated him and he didn't know what I meant. I remember it because I love Robert Lopez and I was very excited for him to win this Academy (laughs) Award. Yay. 
we'll discuss more of that a little bit later. Uh, and Happy from Despicable Me 2, giving the 757's own Pharrell Williams and Academy Award nomination. And that's, uh, that's our Oscar breakdown. That's it, huh? Right. Let's talk about this movie. Let's! This movie! I'm going to say something a little controversial. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Adele Dazeem. Can't say I am either. And I have not been since I've listened to the Rent soundtrack, but go on. I feel like, and, and, and again, this is, <clears throat> I don't want to take away her talent. That is a powerfully strong voice that she has that I feel like was made for the stage. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just where I think her voice really belongs. Um, fuck, I love this movie, though. Like, I'm sorry. I, especially now that I got a little girl that I can sit and watch with me, and we did. I watched it with Evelyn today, and we enjoyed the shit out of it. I I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. I think there is... It's a little obvious in how it kind of tries to move away from tropes that Disney's kind of stuck with. And I feel like it's important to do that. But for the adults that are watching it, it it is, again, obvious. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to do that. I think self-love... And that strong, independent woman don't need no man is important. Yeah. And I think it's I also, phrase, by the way, what strong, independent woman don't need no man. Don't need no man. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's reductive and I don't like it. Go on. That's, that's fair. Um, but that, that being said, I, I, I just, I really like this movie. There's, I just don't see anything wrong with it outside of Adina Menzel. So do you want you me know? to go next Zach or do you want to, uh, um, your choice. I, I'll I'll start. I'll I'll just say some time away from the film has softened my opinion on it. Unfortunately, when I first saw it, it was like I said, it was on DVD, so it 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 already had all its huge billion dollar box office, and it won the Academy Award, and I'd heard "Let It Go" a million times out of context, and all that. So when I finally watched it, I was like, <sighs> but watching it now, I like it a little more. But I'll hold some more thoughts. Okay. What you got, Mr. Workman? I like this movie a lot. There are things I don't like about it. There are three very glaring things that aren't a Dina Menzel I don't like about it. And to counterpoint what Jonathan says, I don't like a Dina Menzel on stage either. I you don't, don't like her on stage either? I don't think she's a very good singer. I, I don't like her belt specifically. I think it's something that she keeps trying to do, and it bugs me every time she does it. I feel like I would have loved to have like when she does that, let the uh, storm rage on that last like huge belt that she does. I cringe every time because you hear her break her voice in the middle of it. And I go, that's the take you stuck with. That's probably because that was the best take. And I mean <laughs> that because I don't think Adina Menzel is a very good singer. Anytime I've seen her sing live, it is a disaster. Now I've never seen her in person, but in, so, so, Somebody, if anybody wants to come after me on this, I'm more than happy to hear it. But I've I've seen her way too many times do live on television. And Mm -hmm. every time I've seen her live on television, it just irks the shit out of me. She is (laughs) the worst. Uh, But she got in with rent. And, you know, that made a lot of people 
So for for better or worse, yeah. For for better, we get Anthony Rapp. For better, we get uh, we get Tay Diggs. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of hers. But her side, uh, I think a lot of this movie is a lot of fun. I uh, I like pretty much most of this. There are a couple things that when we're getting into it, I'll talk about that I really just do not like about this film. And if those things, if those things, which are all very easily taken out of this film were taken out of this film, it would be a 10 times better film. Okay. Well, I really hope that of those things, none of them are Olaf or Marshmallow. Marshmallow. The monster. The the giant snowman. Oh, is his, that name his name is Marshmallow. Yes. Oh, fuck. Is he no, ever called Marshmallow? Because I just noticed that in the captions. Yeah, it was in the subtitles. His <laughs> name is Marshmallow. Oh, fuck. I completely missed that. Uh, yeah. No, he rules. He yeah. gets the after credit scene, which he does. Rules. Yes. And uh, you you saw my post on Facebook, Josh Gad. I'm a fan. Olaf rules. I love <laughs> Olaf so much. Yeah. Making sure. That's one but, thing I really came around with because I, I wasn't so into Olaf, but I've warmed. <laughs> To Olaf. Because yeah. he's worth melting for. Yeah. <laughs> Just not right now. Just not right now. I, yeah, no, I, no. Both of those things, Olaf is not easily taken out of this film because I think he's far too important as the symbol of sis, the sisterly bond that he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I despise about this movie are the rock trolls. That's my number one thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I, I, I thought about so that much. earlier when I was watching. I was like, you know what? If we if these weren't here, <laughs> it would not change a single fucking thing. But what? they're they're just a plot device, and I think they're actually kind of racist. Pro- probably racist. <laughs> there's yeah. there's, um, there's a few articles and takes on it because I mean, there was a lot of stuff about this movie coming out um, with some whitewashing of maybe some of the inclusion of tribal music even though they were very pale because it was scandinavian and all that but like i think the only people of color in this movie voice trolls <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like very obviously in in certain ways with the song choices and that, oh, that pick her up her song i hate i, that. I really i, do I, I enjoy like that song <laughs> okay do, nope, fair can, enough like when Whenever I watch a movie these days, I log it on Letterboxd. And my last Letterboxd log <laughs> on this film was the trolls ruin it for me every time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, lo- I love the first part of the movie up until they meet the trolls. Like, I think that yeah. part of the movie is done very well. Yeah. yeah uh, and I, I think there's, I think there's enough that's going on in the beginning of that movie that you don't need the trolls specifically to do all that. Right. Uh, they're 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 specifically there because hey they're magic and they can erase her memory, which is dumb. Yeah, and I don't I don't like that. I I, I will admit that I still don't understand what they did. <laughs> magic. Well, magic. it's more of like so is she like all right. So I know kind of one of the messages I think that was trying to come across as, which was a little interesting how they did it was the whole. The trolls said fear is what's going to cause this to get worse and to make mm-hmm. you lose control. And the first thing the fucking parents do is instill just all of the fucking fear. <laughs> like there's yeah. like 
to borrow Paul's phrase, parents will literally lock their child up rather than take them to therapy. <laughs> yes. Right. So like, I mean, but it's not even just like, I mean, they straight up was like, all right, fear. Like they saw in the air, their little holographic scene that said fear is bad. And the parents go, got it. This shit's scary kid. Like yeah. that's <laughs> work. You're going to stay in your room by yourself. Cause you're going to kill your sister. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and I think it's one of the, this movie has a lot of queer coding with, with, uh, Elsa. Yeah. So, you know, you get the parents who are like, Hey, this is not a thing that you need to be bringing around your sister. So we're going to lock you in a closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's that. Um, but aside from that, yeah, plot, plot wise, it's, it's silly. Like I understand the parents are trying to be well-meaning, but, they're so, essentially just, just give her the gloves the early on and just, but, but so, and see, <laughs> that's where most. I, I kind of was like, is it bad plot writing or is it actually good plot writing in the sense of the parents, parents would actually fucking do that. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is I, 100% what most parents would fucking do would go, Oh, we were told not to make you scared of this or, you know, let fear take control. Right. I'm going to make you scared about this. Like that's yeah, 100% and, what would happen. And then they fuck off and die. Yeah. Like, so so they they've created a situation because their own fear because they don't know they are in a situation they don't know how to deal with and then they are just they just leave these two girls on their own. Yeah. I mean fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate. That's correct. Hate leads to suffering. But yeah, I I understand what you're saying. Like yeah. it's it's just the trolls that kind of trolls put Shit. the monkey wrench into the the way the plot can be going. Yeah. Good news. Uh, Anna is 18. <laughs> <laughs> and goddamn adorable. Yeah. Kristen just Bell. You know. Kristen Bell is just fucking perfect in this film. Like, Kristen Bell knocks his fucking role out of the park. It, it's very windy here. Do you hear that? Apparently. Yeah, I was no. like, you got a chorus <laughs> I, of owls. Like, yeah, I, they're <laughs> harmonizing. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought, Caitlin had come in the room and started crying. Like, that's how loud it was. Uh, wind sweeping past my garage door. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm actually curious, Paul. You said you had like two or three issues here. I'm curious what you that was your number right. one. What was your number two? My number two is Hans. Hmm. Them turning him evil, dumb, and I fucking hate it. And it doesn't work and it never plays for me. It, I think the way they do they do they do it too fast. They do. The, I, I just I just don't think it's necessary. You're so like, I enjoyed the joke of the whole making fun of Disney for falling in love immediately. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Hans as a character. I'm fine with Hans being in the movie. I'm fine with Hans uh as he stands until he turns evil. The second he turns evil, it doesn't work for me and it stops working for me and I'm like You've you've wasted an interesting an interesting idea. It would have been a good himbo character. Yeah, and and like so, as soon as um, Kristoff comes in and Jonathan Groff, excellent in this film. Mm-hmm. He's so good yeah. in this film. Yeah, uh, and Frank Welker as Sven, also great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so as soon as he's introduced and he kind of start showing Anna that you need to know somebody to truly love somebody and to to 
rush into something is not the smartest idea. It it felt like the writers started writing themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. They went, oh, well, now we've got this Kristoff thing going. We we can't keep Hans. How do we get rid of him? I'll just make him evil. Mm. Uh, and I, like yeah. I said, it feels rushed because it feels like they couldn't think of anything better to do. Possibly. I like it as a cautionary tale against, you know, wanting to marry a man one day after meeting him, but I don't like it as quick and delivered and a monologue and him all of a sudden being murderous. If he was treacherous on a smaller level or something or proved more selfish. Or if he was just kind of incompetent, like Jonathan said, if he's kind of a himbo and that's not what she's going for. Like if he's just there fucking up their, their town on accident, I think that's a smarter (laughs) and much, much funnier choice. Honestly, you are a hundred percent correct. And then you can still keep uh, Wesselton and, have him be shady and evil. Yeah. Why why red herring him? That shit makes no sense. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's just a a plot point I don't care for. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the uh, with uh Weaselton, I enjoyed the little always sunny little reference there, real quick. Was that not always sunny? Arrested development, sorry. Um, oh. the the chicken dance. Oh <laughs> yeah. yes. Yes, that was very nice. Wow. Oh, remind me that I have a segment I want to bring up when when we're done talking. Sure. Okay. But, uh, Zach, you were saying something. You know, because this movie is overall very charming, lots of wonderful characters, lovely moments, the, the stuff that really stands out is the stuff that bothers me, like the rock trolls and, and the Hans thing. And then I just feel the whole ending is rushed, especially when... Uh, Elsa finally learns how to control her powers, and it's love. You know, love is magic is great, but you're telling me just all of a sudden in like five seconds, love, that's it? You couldn't figure that out in 15 years. I guess there was nobody to tell her, but love, and then yeah, everything's all, fixed. Yeah, All the parents it, have... All we see the parents feeding them is fear. So yeah, I I, I will admit that was the one thing that I because she spent the entire movie going I don't know how to control it I don't know how to control it all of a sudden oh okay now I got it and it didn't feel like it was because of love it just kind of was like oh now I know we'll we'll get to my third thing okay okay Olaf comes in that room a token of Elsa's love to her sister and builds a fire. Starts melting. Anna says, you're going to melt. And he tells her, some people are worth melting for. Is that not an act of true love? Yes! Is that not an act of true love? (laughs) I I understand. Either don't have that scene in the movie. (laughs) Or or do and it's an act of true love i i i will never understand i understand why they wanted to get to where they got to at the end of the movie but you can't put that in there especially while they're sitting there talking about oh an act of true love is going to is going to save you by yeah. the way i'm going to kill myself so that you're okay <laughs> right so basically he just got friend zoned <laughs> by magic <laughs> love is friend zoned <laughs> something like that i yeah if you're going to have love as magic, make it consistent. Yeah, it yeah. It, it it bothers me every every time I've watched it the last couple of times. I didn't think about it the first time because it's such a sweet scene. And then like the second time I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> They're sitting here talking about this right now as <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. In mm-hmm. one of the small things I'm more, I don't want to say more bugged about, just one of the things I bugged about Alan Tudyk. I love him and I love him so much, but we get it. You do a good Edwin. Let's, let's do something else. But anytime Look. you're an old guy, you don't need to do Edwin. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's he's way more Edwin in um, Wreck-It Ralph. He is, yes. But mm-hmm. I just feel like he's just kind of doing his Edwin again. Well, but that's, again, that's... Oh, go on. I, no, just, again, I still love Alan Tudyk. And, I mean, I this is say, the guy I'm all about, the guy being just a chicken. Right. <laughs> so... I, I was going to say, that, that brings us to what the segment I wanted to do. Since we're doing Ratzenberger for the Pixar films, we should be talking Tudyk. Talking Tudyk. Oh, I'll talk Tudyk. I, I, I thought of calling it Talking Dick. <laughs> But that's probably not the best title. Yeah, it's fair. Talking two dick. One dick, two dick. <laughs> Talk dick. <laughs> I uh, I think two dick's great. Yeah, fair enough. And and I think he's good. I just again, I, I just feel like it's another Edwin impression that he does, and and it's I, good. But... I get that. <sighs> I like the visuals. I noticed. Uh, I was reading some notes about art director Michael uh, is it Giamo. Um, Borrowed visual influence from scenery in Black Narcissus and Sound of Music. So, shout oh. out to that. Yeah. Going to use it. Use the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm glad it, it was a popular film. And I see so many um, friends with daughters who love Frozen. And I uh, good. had a coworker leave at one point, a, a former job. And as a present, I sent to her house with her daughter, the sing-along Frozen DVD with the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not like this employee or coworker? I was pissed that she left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I'll admit, so, like, this movie is one of those things where it was a monster when it came out. It was a just behemoth. And anytime that happens, what's going to follow is people tired of hearing about it. And you're going to mm-hmm. get that. You're going to get people. It's like, it really wasn't as good as people said. You know what? It fucking was. It really was. There was a reason why it was that big. Um, we say something though. <clears throat> I think uh, Frozen 2 is a little bit better. Do we, do we get to talk about that? I don't think we get to talk about that. I think it gets kind of uh, glossed over. Did it get nominated? It must have got nominated, though. I Did think, it get nominated? It? If it gets nominated, I'll hold my thoughts till that yeah. year. Okay. Um, Fair enough. What year did it come out? 2019? It did not get nominated. Oh. Okay, so let's talk let, uh, Let's talk Frozen 2 for a bit. Yeah. I think Frozen 2 is um, better. Because I th- I enjoy but I enjoy the more mystical aspects of it. Um, I think it looks better, and I think the music is better. I think the story's better. I think most of the music in that one is bad. Really, uh, hmm. like "Lost in the Woods," the worst song that's been in a in a modern Disney. <laughs> I know that's a very divisive one. People either love it or hate it. Sure, I I, I don't. don't like uh, hair metal, so I wasn't fond of the influence of that on that song and uh also it's bad it's just a bad song Mm. and then oh and then weezer did a cover of it just to make it worse oh god okay (laughs) sure and it's in it's in the credits of the movie too so yeah you also have to get into the unknown with more belting by i will take into the unknown over let it go i actually agree with that yeah 
I'm not saying might... I, I would like either of them in my ear, but I will say I will, I will take into the unknown a little bit more. I I I like the um the little siren song that's yeah. Yeah, no, that shit like ah! that was actually uh one of the first things I could get Evelyn to parrot. Aw. <laughs> but you know, aside from those two songs, one that I just absolutely hate and one that was the main number, I can't think of any of the rest of the songs. Me either. <laughs> and I can immediately pull every song out of this song in this movie out of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, the Lopez's, I love them. I love their music. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Avenue Q. Yeah. I love Book of Mormon. I still need to see Book of Mormon. My coworker it's, saw it last weekend. I was so jealous. My wife saw it like a month ago. I have the soundtrack word for word. And I think, I don't know if I actually want to see it at this point because I've kind of created it in my head with how much I've listened to the soundtrack that mm. there's like one large chunk, I think, between songs that you kind of miss. But other than that, it feels like the story flows really well just with the soundtrack. So hmm. fair. What the fuck is this? I just think that fucking musical is wonderful. It's so good. Um, and because of those those two musicals, I was very much rooting for Let It Go to win that song. Sure. Uh, even though Leanne was rooting for Happy to win. Yeah. Which, yeah. honestly, I would take either of those. Yeah. Uh, Leanne loved the song Happy. Mm-hmm. To the point where... She kept hoping and hoping and hoping that it was going to be the number one song the week that Owen was born, and it was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> I did only see Frozen 2 once, so I don't remember it quite as well. Uh, but I, I do remember liking it all right. I I just kept hearing that it wasn't as good as the first one. Mm. And uh, I'll admit, that kind of got to be him. With me, I think I got to a point where I was done hearing about Frozen and then when Frozen 2 came out, which you knew was going to fucking happen, and then enough people were like, it's not as good, it's okay. And even my wife, I don't think she likes Frozen 2 as much. Um, I, I I just waited until fairly recently to see I'll, it. I'll say this. When I saw Frozen 2 in the theater, I, my immediate takeaway was, I think the story is better than the first one. Yeah. I think the music is worse. And I hold on to that. Yeah. But then I listened to uh, the Bechtel cast episode on it, and they brought on a indigenous woman uh, who had inner working knowledge of the true story that they that Frozen Two was inspired by, hmm. and it made that movie even better for me. Hmm, so nice. the idea of I mean you know it's it's obviously about colonialism to start with, but the fact that yeah that this story is not made in a vacuum is very interesting to me. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Well, do either of you have any more notes on frozen? Um, Josh Gad. I'm a fan. Like Josh Gad. I like well, Josh Gad. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Every, every time I see him in something, I'm like, yeah, it's Josh Gad. Let's do more of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in movies. I don't like, I, uh, God, uh, perfect casting for LeFou in. Yes. The Beast. Yes. Yeah. Um, would have been would have been nice if they would have made him uh, a teensy bit queerer, but it is what it is. They made him pretty queer. 
But they they admittedly they probably could have gone further. They made him we they made him <laughs> we need to sell this movie to China queer. So oh. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. One hundred percent. One of those. I don't know. He looks at that guy kind of funny at the end. Oh, he just he just does. Yeah. He's just a he's just a funny guy. He's so silly. Yeah. <laughs> um I need to watch strays. Oh, that's that R-rated dog comedy with <laughs> Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. That shit looks really funny. Huh. Well, Hopefully right. it wins best animated feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more notes. All right. I don't think I do. Well, there we go. Well, let's get into then our worst two judgments. I haven't caught up on it, Paul. Are you, you, you digging on the new Night Court? Uh, I need to. I'm a couple episodes, oh, one or two episodes behind it again at this point. But it is what it is. It, it is. Exact, it's exactly what I want to watch when I'm watching it. Nothing more, nothing less. Yep. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not going to. It's not a show I'm going to be like, everybody needs to watch the new Night Court. It's life changing. But I'm also not like, hey, I'm not having fun watching this. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, Zach, does this movie deserve best animated feature? All right. So I've seen four out of five of these. I I didn't get to see The Crudes. And it's been over eight years since I saw Ernest and Celestine. But despite that, I'm going to put Despicable Me 2 at the bottom. <laughs> Even without having seen The Crudes, I'm going to say it's probably the worst of the bunch. Not, not a fan of that either. Uh... So I'll go with the Crudes and then Ernest and Celestine, super cute and poignant uh, French film. It's beautiful. I love the animation. I think we have one of the books around here somewhere. Uh, so definitely recommend that. But The Wind Rises is my favorite of these. That movie uh, destroyed me, left me a pool of tears on the ground. So good job, movie. That should have won. Or Ernest and Celestine. Frozen, I have at number three in the middle of the bunch. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Fair enough. Um, I think it deserves it. Uh, I have not seen Ernest and Celestine, Celestine, and I have not seen The Wind Rises. I just didn't want to be depressed this week. <laughs> oh, that one's going to get you. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I kind of purposefully skipped that one. Miyazaki, you have to be in a mindset of either dealing with cute or overthinking life. And yeah. I just knew I didn't want to do that this week. <laughs> so totally fair. that being said, the crudes is better than I thought it was ever going to be. Um, despicable me too is despicable me too. I like the despicable me movies. They are brought down by the minions. I think if it wasn't for them, I would probably love those movies, but I just like them. Uh, but Frozen, I think, is the clear winner this year. Uh, looking at the rest of the year, it doesn't look like anything really stood out. So I think they kind of just caught just all of them this year. Uh, let me double check here. This was 2013. So I, mean, I think Frozen was a win a lot of people were happy about. So I, I think it was clear Frozen was going to win. So yeah. I feel like... like- I'll say I, I feel like Frozen was the uh, was the hey, the uh, Disney magic is back. Yeah. Like there had been a couple of films that were like, hey, this this feels nice. We're, we're doing no tangles here. Wreck-It Ralph is here. 
I think we're doing all right. And Frozen was like a million dollars. Like Disney's back. <laughs> yeah, like the number new one soundtrack. Um, yeah, really nothing standing out. Like a couple of crap that came out that year. It's like Escape of Planet Earth or whatever that one is called. Monsters <laughs> University probably should have been nominated. Oh, um, damn. Over Despicable Me too, especially. Yeah. Uh, I forgot it wasn't nominated. Garbage. But yeah, other than that, yeah. I think that's the year. So, Paul. Hi. This movie deserves best animated feature. Okay. Ranking. I uh, you know we all know what's happening right now. Despicable Me is going to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Don't like Minions. There's too much business. <laughs> I don't like that much business. And it really stands out that there's too much business when I watch a movie like Frozen and like two characters have a lot of business and then everybody else has just got a character arc. And I'm like, hey, that's how you do business. Ice business. Ice business. I just too much. There's too much going on in those movies at all times. Every character's got to be the biggest character in the world. Uh, And I don't like it. And I don't have fun watching those movies. And it really sucks. It really sucks because I think everything with Gru and the girls, and in this one with Kristen Wiig's character, all that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a heart and a story there, and I want to see more of that. And I want to see more of his 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 butler, his uh, sidekick too, the Russell Brand character. That guy's awesome. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Give him a lot of business. <laughs> I like. He's a businessy character. Take all the minions out. Just give him a ton of business. I, I'm fine with that. And I even like his, his like, hey, man, you're not as evil as you used to be. And I like evil, so I'm leaving to do evil. And then him being like, hey, being evil's my thing. But you know what? I, I love you, and I love these girls. And if anybody's going to fuck with any of you, I'm going to fuck them up. I think that's a really good character beat. I just wish it was in a better movie. <laughs> but, what, but where will the boomers get their memes? I guess. Jesus. Fuck, man. I just don't <laughs> like minions. <laughs> uh, don't like them. I don't like them. I don't don't like them. Okay. Give me a second. I thought about minions too much. My brain's uh, uh, What's that coming out of your forehead? It's another eye. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, remaining. Crude is going to go at my number three of the remaining. I didn't remember liking this movie. I like this movie. You're right. I don't know where I was at when I watched this the first time, but this was a lot of fun. That's just a fun movie. And it's, and it's Chris Sanders. So we'll bring him back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Here we go. How to do how to train your dragon fucking Lilo and stitch. We're got a lineage going. Uh, but I had fun watching this movie and, uh, and again, like everybody's got, everybody's got a character trait, but not everybody's just like businessy and the characters who need arcs get really good ones. It's actually a fun movie. All right, the remaining two, uh, Ernest's Celestine. Oh, I hadn't seen it before this week, and I'm really mad at myself that I hadn't seen it before this week because Forrest Whitaker is so good in this movie. <laughs> in, in the American cast, he's just incredible. Oh, I need to watch it. I only saw the French version. Uh, the the Hulu's has the uh, not Hulu. Uh, Tubi. Tubi okay. has the has the English cast and nice. Whitaker as Ernest is a performance. Nice. Anyway, okay. that's a that's a beautiful film about prejudice and uh assuming the worst of people before you've even got to know them and love them. 
And the end of that film is the sweetest. And I also want to find Ernest and Celestine and live with them forever. (laughs) Um, It's the best. I love that movie. Okay. Well, it's not the best because the best is the fucking wind rises. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, I don't have a heart anymore because Miyazaki has firmly ripped it out of my chest and (laughs) thrown it across the room. Spattered all across the wall. All across the wall. He's so good at it. And in this movie is, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it guys. And everybody can go, Whoa, huh? What? I think this is Miyazaki's best movie. Whoa. It's not my my favorite. I think it's his best. That's a, that's a good, I mean, yeah, I, I think it is his love letter to not only art, I mean, because, you know, any kind of art in film is just about filmmaking, Um, uh, but also to Japan, to aviation, like every, he put everything into this film, but it was supposed to be his last one. Yeah. Uh, And if he would have gone out on this film, it's kind of the perfect film to go out on, but uh, we're going to get that film about him teaching his grandchildren about death, so... Be prepared for that one. <laughs> Christ, dude. Just <laughs> fucking chill. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, God damn. I love this movie so much. And it's so sad. And yeah. um I, I, I watched it with the American dub because uh if you don't know, Bernard Herzog's in the American. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this one I did watch the dub. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, you know, watch how you watch. I, I generally tend to enjoy Japanese dubs more because mm. I'm a pretentious douchebag. But mm. when Werner Herzog's in your English class, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll watch it. <laughs> That's yeah. uh So, that being said, Frozen is going to my number three. I hey, like this movie. Twins. Yep. And and I bet you Cruz is going to go under Frozen for you as well. Um, no, I don't think this is our best animated feature. Okay. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a fun movie. I I just think Ernest and Celestine and The Wind Rises are beautiful statements. They're beautiful films. I would have given Monsters University best animated feature over this as well. Hmm. Uh, not that I think Monsters University is anywhere near as good as the other two films I just said, uh, but a film I do think is as good or cl- getting closer to as good is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Both of those movies oh, yeah. were hardcore disrespected in this category, and both of them are excellent. Yeah. So, no, I don't think it deserves it, but I'm not mad that this one, I just, I, I think there's minimum or better animated films this year. Frozen. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. All right. Well, Zach, is this the worst best animated feature? Well, I'll tell you what. And tell me what. I'll tell you what. I gave it the same star rating as my worst. Wow. Which is three stars. Which it isn't horrible. No. But same thing I gave Happy Feet. But I think I like it more than Happy Feet. So I'm going to put it second to worst. That's where it's going for me. Three stars. Okay. This is my number four. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got it in between again. And I feel like I've been putting a lot of movies in the, like 
just the last few times I've been putting my number four. Um, I think this is better than Brave. I feel like more effort was put into this movie than Brave. Um, it's still not going to go anywhere near Wally. That one is just going to be a tough wall to break. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I like this movie. Oh. I'm glad. Uh, no, this isn't the worst. Uh, I think this is a very solid film. I gave it four stars because I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> uh, no, the only three stars I have currently on this list are Up and Rango. Uh, and I'm putting this at number nine right below Happy Feet. Okay. Happy Feet's just a better movie. This is our 13th movie, right? So 12 or 13. Yeah, that is. You yep. got number nine. Jonathan, number four. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I think that is where we're going to call it tonight. Although, Paul, I have a question for you. Yeah. It just happened upon Letterboxd. Did you just watch Legend recently? So, okay. So I'm trying to get rid of a lot of DVDs. Sure. And Leanne's like, here's a bunch of movies I'd like to hang on to until we either watch them or I just decide that I don't want to hang on to these anymore. Mm. And I said, okay. So if we're going to do that, you need to, if I'm like, hey, do you want to watch something? You need to start thinking about going over that shelf and saying, here's a movie. Let's watch this movie. So last night. Oh, this is why you asked about Tim Curry uh, line reading. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, last night or the night before, whatever night it was. It's last night, I think. Last night. I had a dream. Um, she goes over to the shelf and she's like, Let's watch Legend. I'm like, fuck yes. Like, but because you need to. That is fucking haunting. That. <laughs> Please, Trav, leave that in. That is amplified. We need people to hear this. That shit is creepy as fuck. <laughs> Elsa's, Elsa's outside your <laughs> garage, is. mad as Three fuck. Three stars. You. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not better than Toy Story 3. Um, so, um, <laughs> do I need to mute uh, myself from it? <laughs> no, it's just too funny. So anyway, uh, I, so mainly I watched the, uh, the U S theatrical cut because I have that in the director's cut on DVD. Sure. And, uh, I was like, you need to, you need to watch legend the way I originally watched legend and fell in love with it, which is admittedly the inferior version, but the U S the, the director's cut didn't exist until like the 15 or so years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just the way I watched legend as a kid. Fair yeah. enough. Do you guys also have a good time? time? Yes, because it's a masterpiece and yes. it's the best. Awesome. Some couples actually watch the movie, Zach. Way you're saying that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Caitlin introduced me to legend back in high school, actually. She did. That is a horny ass movie. So that is a horny fucking movie. That's when I knew she was the one. That deep plunging neckline. (laughs) All right. Well, that's where we're going to call it here. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and I think that's it. Damn it. At all torn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Quicker, Zach Master, X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok at House Havoc and Letterboxd by searching for my name, Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I'm keeping a running tally 
all the films that I watch, and I watched some interesting shit since the last time we talked. So give me a second to look at what's the 10th is the last time we talked. Tenth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Buckle up. I got some things to talk about. Uh, 80 for Brady. Best movie of 2023 right now. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. <laughs> I like hot old women doing hot old women shit. Yeah. Uh, Argentina, 1985. Uh, kind of a watered down version of Zed, which is a much better film. Watch Zed. Oh, oh. Costa Gravas. Oh, yeah. Such a good film. Uh, Your Place or Mine on Netflix. It was cute. It was okay. It was, I wanted something. I was, I was sick, violently sick, and I wanted something light and stupid to watch, and it perfect for that. Because <laughs> it is light and it is stupid. Nice. Uh, you people, not liked, very stupid. Uh, don't watch that. That is currently my worst film of the year. Okay. I gave it, I gave it two stars, though. There are things I like about it. I just don't think it's a very good movie. Uh, knock at the Cabin. Not great. That's sad. Yeah. It's, it's, especially, it's expected, but not sad. That's still like, sad. I, I didn't expect it because M. Night Shyamalan has been on a good tear of really good films recently, including his best film of his current era, Old, which rules Old great. Uh, All That Breathes, HBO Max, nominated for Best Documentary. Oh, boy. Jonathan, Jonathan, do not get depressed by this movie. It will depress you. (laughs) Why don't I just stay away from documentaries that are about, like, have a stupid, like, things. Go watch that and The Wind Rises double feature, and then (laughs) (laughs) we'll call you an ambulance. Uh, I watched the... I watched the live-action short-nominated La Pupille. wasn't very good. No. Um, did not like it. Did not love it, rather. Yeah. Uh, those, key, the, those little girls are adorable, though. I haven't seen that one yet. It's, it's on Disney+. Plus. Give it a watch. Okay. Uh, Night Ride. Best uh, live-action short. I like that. Yeah. Good. Uh, this one I might save to argue with Trav about tomorrow. So. <laughs> Hold on for that one. And uh, that one I also might save to argue with Trav about, but you can ask about it when we're done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because he and I have very differing opinions on these two movies. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay. So that's uh, that's what I watched. So, Zach. Yeah. What are we watching next week? Oh, we are watching Big Hero 6. (laughs) Everybody is making excited faces. Yes. Big Hero 6 you can find on Amazon, Vudu, Redbox, Google, YouTube, or stream on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at next week's movies, and I'll have a lot of opinions. A lot of opinions. I am looking that up now hmm. to see how many opinions I'm going to have. 32. Well, I'll tell you this. Two off the bat. Two off the bat. You're going to love. Yes. Yes. The other three, I doubt you've seen. One of them, I've been meaning to. There. I. There's there's one I. Oh, yeah. There's one I haven't. So we'll. uh, I think I've already said what it is on the air, but we'll save it. All right. So let me do these whole. Hey, we're going to thank Trav. Our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks, for producing the podcast. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars Pod and on Facebook at the Oscars Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast, leave us a nice five star review. 
really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm! <laughs> <laughs> hoo Big summer vote! Vote five stars! So, for Jonathan and Zach and Marshmallow, everybody's favorite <laughs> accrometable stuff. And DJ. And DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to tell you, I've actually seen Skrillex live in concert, but not a Skrillex. <laughs> That's a story for another time. But until then, we'd like for you all to have a damn fun day. <laughs>